Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Romans chapter number 1, verse number 11. It states, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both you and me. Look to your neighbor or somebody across the way and say, mutual faith. Does anybody like to be encouraged? Anybody like to be encouraged? Love it when somebody just comes along and tells you exactly what you want to hear. Those are the good times. But tonight, for just a few moments, I want to talk to you about the other side of faith. The other side of faith. So we've all seen those videos or things that people have put together of trust falls. You know, more like when somebody says, just fall back and I will catch you. More often than not, their trust fails because more often than not, they either don't catch them appropriately or people fall the wrong direction. Now, I would be, I've never done a trust fall, uh, but it, I have a feeling that if I were to do one, I would probably fall the wrong direction. I, I'm that guy when it comes to those things. However, there are times where we, we look at these things and we see them and we laugh and we get a good, good giggle out of the fact that somebody failed and we're sitting there and we're saying, wow, this is a, how, how did you fall the wrong direction? How did they not catch you? But it all boils down to trust. We trust that when somebody says they're going to show up to our house for dinner, that they show up. We trust that when somebody says, hey, if you fall backwards, I'll catch you. We trust that. Or if you're in my case during high school when we had a paintball war and my friends said, dude, we got your back. You go out there. I trusted them. Survey says that was a lie. And I was the only one running down the hill as fast as I could. And I took quite a few paintballs to the chest and to my arms, and it did not feel great. However, we, there's nothing better than trusting someone when you ask the question, are we lost? And if you've ever been on vacation as a family, chances are you've been lost at least once or twice. And the response is, no, we're not lost. I know exactly where we are, when in reality, you have no clue where you're at. And I've been there. And I'll never forget on our honeymoon, we were in Barbados and we had rented a car and I was so excited. I was like, I know exactly where I'm going. I remembered the landmarks and my new bride looks over at me and she says, are we lost? And I said, no, of course, I've got this. And she trusted me that, we, that I had this. Survey says that was also a lie. An hour later, we found our way back to the hotel after driving in the dark where there are no street lights. But when we trust somebody, it implies the fact that there is an opportunity that we could get hurt or it could be wrong. We could put our trust in the wrong things. We could put our trust in the wrong people. We could put our trust in things that are for sure to fail us. However, the good news is, is that you're in a house tonight where we put our trust in God and he will never fail us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So the good news is, is that we're in the right place to receive something from a loving God. The other side of faith 
tonight is what I want to talk to you about. In our text chapter, I find it so interesting that Paul is conversing with them and he says, I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift so that you may be established. But he says, that is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. Sometimes in our walk and our relationship with God, there are moments where our faith can fail. There are moments where we know that God can do it. We just don't see that he can right now in the situation that we're in. There are moments and situations that we walk to with a bad doctor's report or a a story or something that's happening around us. And we say, God, I know that you can heal, but I don't know how you're going to. Because it may seem insurmountable. It may seem as if there is no hope. And we sit there and the enemy confuses us with, well, will God answer it or will he not answer it? And when we sit there in these moments and times, these can be valleys at moments and they can be on the mountaintops as well. But tonight I want to focus on the three other side, things on the other side of faith. And the first is this, is that our faith will sustain you. Your faith will sustain you. When things aren't good, it's our faith that carries us and separates us from the attacks of the enemy. It's our faith that when we're walking through the valley and we say, God, I cannot see the mountaintop that I used to be on. I don't remember what it used to be like, God, when you were, when you were working and when you were speaking to me, God. I know that in this valley it may seem tough, but it's our faith that says, God, I may not feel you. I may not see you the way I want to right now, but I know that you're there. Our faith on the other side of things is this, is walking through this world and if we turn on the news and if you see what's going on in the world, it will take your faith to sustain you. You look at the things that are happening right now overseas and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to work out. But I know that in the end, the Bible states that God works all things together so that he can receive the glory, so that miracles can happen, so that souls can be saved. And here I am tonight saying that in the midst of the valley, your faith can sustain you. In the midst of trouble, your faith can sustain you. And we sit there and we say, well, I'm in the middle, middle of a crisis of faith and I, I, I want to believe that God can. I want to believe that God will. I just don't know how he can. But let me just read to you in Second Peter 1. It states, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is it saying? It's saying that if you can begin to couple some things with your faith, God can begin to work and you'll never go through a time where you're sitting there saying, will God answer? How will God answer? You'll say, God, I may not understand it. Your ways are higher than my ways and above my ways, but I know that my faith can sustain me. The faith that sustains is a faith that is tried and it is tested. It is a faith that can be tried in the fire and will come out pure gold. Your faith that will sustain you looks a whole lot like some time in your life where you've had a moment or an encounter with a holy God and you said, God, my life is a disaster. My life is a mess and I don't know how I'm going to make it, but God, I place everything in your hands and it's in those moments that our faith can increase. It's in those moments that our faith can sustain us and what God is looking for on the other side of faith is to step in and say that when you've prayed all you know how to pray, you just stand. When you've done all you know how to do, you just stand because your faith can sustain you. 
Jesus is talking to Peter. And he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail thee not. Our Lord was declaring a central truth. It was this. It was that Peter's faith, it was that was what he was seeking to guard. For well he knew that when the faith is broken down, the foundation of our spiritual life gives way. The entire structure of our walk with God starts and it begins and it ends with faith. Saying, I put my trust in a God I cannot see. I put my trust in a God I cannot touch. I put my faith in a God that can save me that I will not see until I hear, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant, but understand that Christ in this moment says, Peter, I am praying for your faith. And sometimes we've just got to pray faith. God, I don't want to let go of my faith. God, I want my faith to sustain me in the good times. I want it to sustain me in the bad times because it's when the enemy comes in that Jesus said, Peter, I'm praying for your faith. Jesus prayed for Peter's faith so that he would be able to withstand it. And I love this because when our faith can sustain us in the dark times, On the other side of that is another moment where our faith grows and it gets deeper and it gets richer. So our faith can sustain us. The second thing that our faith can do is our faith can lift us. So not only does it go from sustaining us, but it can lift us, it can elevate us. When we can't see the answer, it's our faith that brings to remembrance where we've come from and where God is bringing us to. A few weeks ago, Pastor Justin preached on a Wednesday night about, our, about remembering the things of God, and he tied that into our faith. And that message, if you've not seen it or not heard it yet, you need to go back and listen to it. It was powerful, and at the end of that service, we had a tremendous altar call. But Pastor Justin prayed over us at the end of that. He said, I wish, he said, God, I want you to begin to bring to remembrance the things, the words that have been spoken over the church. And that night, even since that night, I've had moments where I've remembered encounters that I haven't remembered for years. And it's because my faith is able to elevate and to lift me. When I say, God, I don't, I don't know how you're going to bring to remembrance. Or God, I don't know what this looks like. My faith can begin to lift me out of the draws and the mess of life. And to say, you know what, I may not understand it, God. But you know what, I'm going to stand on this rock knowing that upon this rock you built your church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail, God. I may not understand the whole picture, God. I may not understand why I've got to go through this or why I've got to see this happen. I may not understand this doctor's report, but when my faith is coupled with action, then it can lift us. Throughout the Bible, it was our heroes and the lead characters in the story in this book that we read that had faith that lifted them. From the very beginning of this book all the way through the end, it was the faith that lifted the, the, the characters, the main heroes, the, the, the plot, every plot in this Bible was centered around somebody believing on something that they could not see in that moment. It was the Israelites who believed that God would deliver them out of Egypt. And while they grumbled and complained along the way, God, through their faith and through their acts, God continued to lift them out of every situation. 
It was Abraham saying that I've got one word and that is to sacrifice my son. And he said, you know what? It may not make a whole lot of sense, but my faith is gonna lift me. And on the other side of that was a ram standing there and was God's faithfulness proven to him that even though you've been willing to sacrifice it all, I will be with you. It was Moses who said, I don't get it. I've got all these issues, but you know what? If you're telling me this is what I've got to do, and he went kicking and screaming, but he went, and God said, "Let let me take your faith and take it to the next level. It was Noah who stood there, and he said, God, I'm building for something that's never happened before that I don't understand, and it was that same level of faith that said, it can lift us out of where we're at and catapult us into something different. You're like, well, that's Old Testament. What about the New Testament? I'm so glad you asked. The disciples had a faith in a man called Jesus. His whole message was that you need to follow me, you need to lay down your life, and you need to lose it so that you can gain eternal life. His whole message was that I'm going to die, I'm going to be resurrected, and I'm going to, be, I'm going to ascend into heaven. It's a radical message. It's a radical faith that was required. But they had this radical faith. And oftentimes I look through the Bible and I, I place myself in the Bible. And I think I've shared this before. And I'm picturing myself in the New Testament. And I'm picturing the miracle signs and wonders that are happening. And this was normal for them. So you would think that their faith would be through the roof every single time. But there were times where they questioned. There were times where they said, God, you... Jesus, you said that you, would, you were going to die, but then the, the death happens and the burial happens and they're sitting around there hiding because it seems like all hope is lost. But then Jesus shows up in the room and all of a sudden everything's okay again. But it was the same faith that it took to believe in a Savior that he would die, be buried, and he would raise again that allowed them, when Jesus is standing with them right before he ascends to say, go ye into all the world and to preach the gospel. It was that same faith that was then coupled with action that allowed them to be lifted up and to say, you know what? This faith in this Jesus is worth it. This faith in what he has told us is worth it. Then it allowed them to go ye into all the world to preach the gospel, to teach and to baptize and to make disciples of all nations. That level of faith was saying, you know what? It may not make a whole lot of sense right now why I'm getting dreams in the middle of the night to go to parts of the world that we've never been, to go to people, to places that we've never been and to meet people that we've never met. But here Jesus was saying, listen, if you just partner your faith with action, I will use it to lift you. And Paul is sitting here and he has a, he has a vision that he needs to go. And they go. And while he's there, the Bible states, I believe it phrases it, that they were expecting a prayer meeting. And while they got there, there was Lydia and several others praying. But Lydia is the only one who went home with the word of God in that moment. And here they are. Paul's faith is tested and it allows him to be elevated because then simply thereafter then there is a woman with the spirit of divination that follows them every single where they go and the Bible says this goes on for days but it's Paul's faith in saying you know what even though this doesn't make sense and then he, he casts her out and then they're thrown into prison. Doing the will of God, thrown into prison. But it's his faith in that moment that says we may be beaten We may be in prison. It may not make a whole lot of sense. But let's begin to praise this God. 
When we can step back and say that I want to have a faith that in the middle of a prison that it can elevate still the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ, that it may not make a whole lot of sense while we're praying and while we're worshiping in the midst of our trial, in the midst of our situation, and the enemy is sitting there and saying, why are you still worshiping? Why are you still praising? Let me just tell you that on the other side of that is a jailer who's waiting for you to break free and to step out and to say, do not know harm to yourself, but let me show you a much better way. Let me show you who Jesus Jesus is. When our faith is coupled with action, then it can lift us. The disciples had faith in Jesus. And our theme this year is building a New Testament church. And if we're going to have New Testament faith, it's got to be wild. It's got to be outrageous. It's got to be fearless. And it's got to be radical and rooted in truth. The disciples laid hands on the sick and they recovered. It was because Jesus said they could. They didn't care for the things of this world because Jesus said not to. It was radical faith. And if we, you and I can ever step into a place where our faith can be coupled, it will lift us to the place where when we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. When we lay hands on the blinded eyes and the deaf ears they shall recover why because our faith in those moments can lift us and it can lift those that are around us the disciples went into all the world and they weren't worried about what the world thought they weren't worried about what everyone around them thought but rather they said if we're going to fulfill the great commission there must be radical faith because on the other side of that radical faith was the man Christ Jesus The disciples' message was to preach Jesus. Their disciples' message was to preach salvation and to say that this is the way of the Lord. The book of Jude, chapter number one, states it this way. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you in the last time, there will be scoffers following their ungodly passions. And it is in these who cause division, worldly people devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, Building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life and have mercy on those who doubt and save others by snatching them out of the fire. This says pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, but then it states this, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through the Lord, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever, amen. Our faith, when it lifts us, looks at the world around us and say, the days may be getting shorter, the days may be coming to an end, but I know that on the other side of my faith is the one who sent his son to die on Calvary for me so that I might hear, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. Enter in into the joy of the Lord. This is what it's about. The other side of faith is always hearing God say, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. But the disciples weren't content to just hear it for themselves. They said, we've got to let everybody know this great truth. On the other side of faith is the greatest disciples that we have yet to be making. 
Jesus was looking for them and he said, listen, the reason that I need your faith to be lifted, the reason that I need your faith to be high is because there's a world that is faithless. There's a world that is hopeless and they're looking for something to believe in. And Jesus said, if you can show them my face, if you can show them my hands, if you can show them the cross, I will guarantee you that on the other side of that faith is somebody standing in the altar, someone in the waters of baptism saying that this is the greatest because your faith lifted you. Our faith needs to be increased. And tonight, perhaps you're here and you're wondering, how can I increase my faith? And perhaps the enemy has taken all of your faith and your joy because you've been praying prayers for years that haven't been answered. And we've been saying, God, not my will, but thine be done. And it seems like nothing is moving. It seems like nothing is changing. But let me just speak to somebody tonight where your faith may be wavering and you're sitting there and you're saying, I don't know if God's even listening to my prayers anymore. I don't even know if it's worth to pray this prayer. Let me just tell you right now, God hears every prayer you pray. He sees every tear you cry. And let me just encourage some parent right now that I feel in the Holy Ghost that you're praying and you've been praying for children who have walked away from God for years and you're saying, God, I'm not seeing any results. It doesn't seem like anything is going to change. Let me just tell you right now, it may not look like God is working, but God is working. And I've come to tell somebody tonight right now in the Holy Ghost, and I feel this, that you, if you could just realize that if you can just maybe pray that prayer one more time, that it might be the time that faith is coupled with action. And it might lift you out of the place, and you're sitting there, you're saying, God, I feel like I'm in a wasteland. I feel like I'm in a barren desert. But God is reaching for us and saying, if we could just lift our faith just a little bit, if we could just move from fear to faith, I will restore. We've got to remain because lastly tonight it is our faith that can lift others. Paul is here writing saying that he longed for the day where he could sit down and they could encourage each other. You ever get around somebody and just listening to them talk after you leave, you're like, man, I, I feel like a better person. They tell you stories of things that God has done in their life or things that they've seen, and you're like, man, that is, that's just amazing. And your faith is encouraged, and you, you, you want to go out and lay hands on every sick person you know. And if I, I'm not going to lie, like if I were the disciples, Pastor, I would have went to the nearest hospital. And I just would have went down the line laying hands on every single person. Because I would have wanted to, I, I, that's, that's just how I would have been. Now, I know that it doesn't work like that. Everybody, I, see, I see all you people looking at me like, oh, that's not how that works. I, I understand that. The carnal side of me, that's, that's the way I think about that. But when you're around people that have faith where it does not matter, if you ever listen to some of the stories that Brother Cornet hotels, you're like, man, you're ready to go stand on the street corner, lay hands on the sick, pray them through to the Holy Ghost right there. You hear some of the stories 
of missionaries and things that they've seen and pastors and preachers and hearing stories whenever you sit and talk to Pastor Gleason and he tells you things that he's seen and you're sitting there and you're, you're ready to take hell with a water pistol because your faith is elevated. And this is what happens when our faith is elevated. Somebody who's not where we may be spiritually, whose faith is a little bit void, whose faith is a little bit lacking, when they begin to get around you, this is all about discipleship, and this is Discipleship 101, is that you have influence on them, and when they begin to see your faith and begin to experience what God has done in your life, all of a sudden, the prayers that they've been praying don't seem so big anymore. If God did it for him, if God did it for her, he can absolutely do it for me. Your faith can lift others to the place out of where they are. And Paul is saying, listen, I want us to get together. I want to be encouraged with you. I want my faith to be partnered with you because I know that if we can get together, I know that if we can begin to talk and to share what God has been doing for you, it's going to encourage me. And if I can share what God has been doing with me, it's going to encourage you. And this is what it's all about is reaching for someone who might be hurting, reaching for someone who might be broken and say, hey, let me show you what Jesus did in my life life. Let me show you how God took me out of the darkness and out of the mess and brought me in a place where he can work through me. And our faith can lift others. Now, I don't know about you, but I have had moments in my life where faith has wavered. Now, I typically through my life, I've had I've had I've had storms, I've had trials, but I've always just believed that God can do it. The first time that my mom was diagnosed with cancer, I, like, we, we got together as a family and we were, everybody was crying and I, I literally, I remember sitting in our living room and I said, God's going to heal it, what does it matter? And that was my faith and that's how I felt, that's, that's how I felt. And that's the way that I feel, like I, 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 I believe that God can do anything. And when the doctor came back and said, hey, we, we need to operate, but when they got there, there was not what they thought would be there, which I, which I knew, and I was like, God's going to do it. It's going to be okay. But there will be seasons where that level of faith gets real shaky. And there will be seasons in your life where when that faith gets shaky, you begin to question everything that you know in your walk and relationship with God. 2020 was the year that my faith finally took a shake. And for those of you that don't know, I'm not going to rehearse everything, but at the end of 2019, I lost my job unjustly. And I, it, it, who knew that COVID was right around the corner? I had two jobs lined up. I was ready to start. And they were like, unfortunately, we have to cancel it because of COVID. And I'll never forget, at the beginning of 2020, I was not worried. I was like, God's got this. I'm not worried. Four months into 2020, COVID's now a full thing. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm not sure how God's going to get this. So we were still okay. Six months in, things are looking worse. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, okay, uh, God, I, I don't know what you're doing. And then there were several other things that happened during 2020 where I just began to question, how is God going to work this out? There was a health scare that we had in our family. And I'll never forget, I sat there, talked to my wife, and 
discussing worst possible outcomes. Picked up the phone, somebody gave me a call, and they said, the report that you fear, it is not unto death. It is not going to happen, and it will be completely whole. Somebody else's faith was lifting me up. And so here we are through 2020, and I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, God, I still don't get it. And then in the middle of the summer, Pastor Gleason stood right here. And from right here, he gave me a prophetic word that he said, it's time for the turnaround. He said, you've suffered unjustly, but it's time for the turnaround. Somebody else's faith began to elevate my faith. And I'm not going to tell you that within the next week or even the next month that anything transpired. But there was a shift in my attitude and my faith. Because that very week, Pastor Gleason had no idea that I'd been praying that a turnaround. I prayed those exact words, that there would be a turnaround, that there would be a shift, that God would vindicate the unjust. But all of a sudden, what was just words that were spoken prophetically was something that began to lift my faith. Standing right here on a Sunday morning, I was weeping, I was broken, and I was angry. We're now eight months into this thing, and I said, God, where are you in all of this? I said, I've been faithful. I've not stopped giving God to finishing strong. I've not stopped giving to the church. I said, God, where are you in all of this? And Brother Travis Lavender gathered a group of young men and get men and came over here and put his arms around me. He said, I don't know what you're going through. He said, but I just want to pray and I want to lift your faith right now. Right here with my arms outstretched, there were the prayers of men in this church whose faith was lifting my faith. They had no clue what was going on. And you want to know why it's important that you still can lift your arms and have faith when it doesn't make sense? It's because somebody else is sitting there and they're holding on to the arms being lifted up, their arms outstretched saying, God, I need faith right now. It was over here on a Sunday Pastor Justin came up to me and he put his arms around me. And if you've ever received a hug and a prayer from Pastor Justin, you know that it's usually not demonstrative. He just talks to you. And he just spoke to me and he said, Brother Nathan, God is with you. He has seen where you're at and he is with you. What was happening and I'm sorry that I'm crying, but what was happening was other people's faith was lifting me through one of the darkest times of my life, through the darkest valley that I've had to walk through where my faith was shaken and I wasn't sure whether or not God was answering the prayers or God was hearing the prayers that I had been praying. But it was in that moment, those moments where other people's faith was lifting me, that I realized that the faith that I have, it has never taking God by surprise and God's not ever worried because God knows that when our faith begins to waver and when it begins to shake that it's others that are around us that can lift us up and hold our arms and say hey you may not be able to pray this prayer right now but I'm going to pray it with you you may not make a whole lot of sense right now but I'm going to help God and I'm going to reach God for you and it's the same moment the same time right now in this season that we're in as the life church and as the world is in right now you may not be able to pray the prayer that you want to pray but if we could ever get to the place where 
and we say that our, my faith can help lift somebody else up out of the depths of despair. God can begin to do something supernatural and what may look like it doesn't have any answers to. God can sweep in and say, hey, because the faith of you, when you were broken, when you were hurting it, but yet you, keep, you kept having faith, God can work. In those moments, as we stand tonight, as the musicians come, it was the faith of others that lifted me. And from December to December, almost one year to the date, in that season, that valley, not understanding, not getting it, it was the other's faith. But I love the way that God does things. Because in those moments where my faith was wavering, my faith was shaky, God used others to reach to me. Just so you know, your valley usually isn't even about you. It's usually about somebody else that God is reaching for. God is going to use your story. God's going to use the testimony. You want to know why we have Celebrate Recovery? It's so that God can reach somebody through your testimony. So God can reach somebody that was once, you were once dealing with the same things that they are. And God is looking for somebody that says, I want my faith to elevate those that are around me. Fast forward. We came through that season and God brought us through and through the prayers of many in this room. But as that season concluded and God moved us into a new season, one thing that God left with me was that even in the valley and even when it doesn't make sense, you, you can't stop worshiping. You can't stop believing because even when we don't see it, he's still working. Just last year, there was a friend of mine back in New Jersey, and he posted a story of a young lady, 26 years old. The doctor said if she doesn't find a heart or have a miracle, she's going to die. Pastor, I've been through enough valleys to know that there's nothing too big for God. There's nothing too hard for God. But that looks dark. Looks hopeless. And I spoke and I said, you know what? I don't care if I look like a fool. I said, I'm going to call and we're going to just pray over this young lady right now. I said, because I believe that God wants to do something. I believe that if there's a need, God can heal it. And in this moment, I got to talk to a young lady who does not believe anything that we believe. Period. And her boyfriend who's been to Youth Congress and he's experienced God. And what was said in this moment, Pastor, still gets me to this day. I talked to her for a few moments and I tried to build her faith and I said, do you have faith that God can heal you? And she said, well, by the faith that you have and the faith that my boyfriend has, I don't see why God wouldn't heal me. When your faith is at its lowest, there are others that are around you that can help build and lift your faith. And in that moment, we prayed, and it wasn't a 
crazy long prayer. There was no tongues and interpretation. We just prayed the gift of faith. Let me tell you what happened. This young lady, within one week, there was a heart donor. Hearts do not come in one week. Within two weeks after that prayer, she was able to leave the hospital with full functionality of that brand new heart. So what am I saying tonight? I'm saying that when your faith is weak and somebody else boosts your faith and gives you a little bit and begins to hold your arms up, then it's on us to say, you know what? When someone else may not have the faith to believe, let me step in and show them a savior that I can begin to believe for them. This altar is open tonight. If you are in need of just a refilling of your faith, if you need God to just step in and to say, you know what, I'm in this valley and I don't understand why I'm here or what God is trying to do, I want you to know that God is going to meet us here tonight because our faith can be lifted. Our faith can be elevated. As the musicians come tonight and get ready to sing, I want somebody to know tonight that while you may feel like you're at your weakest, you may feel like you're in the biggest valley of your life, that your faith can still blossom. So we lift our hands all across this room tonight. Perhaps you've come in here tonight with a bad doctor's report and you're wondering how on earth there's going to be hope. I want you to know that you can leave this place changed tonight. Perhaps you've been praying for your children for a long time and you're wondering, God, why is nothing happening? But I want you to know that in this moment tonight, in this prayer that we're about to pray, that God can begin to peel back the layers of hurt, of guilt and shame and, and God can begin to work. What's taken a lifetime of hurt and build up, God is getting ready to release right now in this moment. You don't have to leave the same way that you came. Every hand all across this room, lift it up right now. God, right now, by the authority of your word and the power that is in the name of Jesus, God, we lose faith in this place right now, God. Let there be a recharging of our faith. Let our faith be renewed in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.